This is Kenny Carter, founder and president of Fathers Alive in the Hood. You are now listening to the Black Men Working Podcast. Tune in, you heard? Hey everybody, what's up? This is your boy Sugar Ray and you are now tuned in to the Black Men Working Podcast. Today's guest is a very, very, very special friend, a very dear brother of mine. Um, I think sometimes we clash. I'm a Pisces. He's a Capricorn. That's like my, me and my mother clash. He's a Capricorn. I'm a Pisces, right? But he's a great brother. He's one of the most dedicated, hardworking brothers I know. Uh, brother Kenny Carter, 41 years old, CEO and founder, president of a super dope, super powerful nonprofit organization based here in New York City, but spreading all across the globe. Brother Kenny Carter, peace. How you doing, brother? Peace, beloved. How you, man? What's going on? Oh, uh, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I first want to say thank you. Thank you for agreeing to do this interview. Um, and this is how real it is, and this is how real we are, brother. Kenny Carter is just getting off. He's just finishing some work. Like no, literally. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the job. See, he's being, he's being more honest. He just left a job. So a lot of people may not know that Kenny Carter has a job. He has a, a job that, you know, um, I don't know if he likes it or not, but it's a job, right? It's, it's helping make it do what it do. But he's literally just getting off an overnight shift and stopped in Long Island City, Queensbridge, to do this interview, man. That's how dedicated he is. Um, so I'm just happy to be here. I'm honored that you would take this time to sit with me and share your wisdom and share your work. Um, yeah. Again, I've been around since the beginning, and it's been it's been powerful, man. So yeah. um, talk to us. How man, you doing? It, it definitely um, it's definitely this is where this is now. This is working. This is part of the working part because a lot of times you know people get jobs and they get caught up in their job and they lose the reality of the work. And the work is the passion and the passion that I have, you know, man, it came from it came from a dark place into the light because I was lost at one point in time in my life and really trying to understand who I am as a person. And I've, I've went through some, um, you know, different phases and things and going through those phases and changes. You know, there were some hard times and through the hard times. I, I um. I started to pray more. I started to pray more. Um, I started really focusing on my relationship with God and where I wanted to, um, where I wanted to be at in life. And obviously at that particular point in time, it was, I wasn't nowhere where I wanted to be at, uh, let's say 17 years ago, 18 years ago, you know, um, and consistently seeking that relationship with him, I began to form relationships with other other individuals who had that same spirit within them. And I'm attracted to certain energy that is in a positive a positive light. And it keeps me focused. Because every time we go to the the phases and the, and the and the problems and the situations we go through, it becomes more of a um, it becomes a challenging second. It becomes a challenging uh, a, a, a challenging experience. And me myself, I learned from every experience I went through. 
I want to sit down and, and really think about, you know, um, a lot of the things that created the, the push and the passion to want to be able to change not only the way my life is, but the life of our people as a whole, because there's always a situation where there's a lack of opportunity. So we want to be able to create an opportunity for individuals to be able to bring forth their full potential. Powerful. So, so, so would you say that, 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 I mean, would, would you say it's powerful? Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to that. Um, so would you say that that inner work, that spiritual work, I would call it, is the, um, the essence of what Father's Love in the Hood is? Um, or are you talking about just you personally as Kenny Carter? I mean, the essence, I believe definitely that's what it is because the things that are unseen are the most powerfulest things in the world. Faith is, is, is to be, you know, people get, get faith by hearing. It's not by sight. You don't see what you're going to get. You just believe and you hope. But faith is what it is that gets you through life at times, depending how much faith you have. And the acronym of the organization is just happens to be Fathers Alive in the Hood for a particular reason where these are the things that's hopeful. But I think, I think, I think, um, just for conversation purpose, I would say I disagree. I would say that faith is not just by hearing. Faith is by seeing, not physical seeing. It's seeing with your mind's eye. Oh, yeah. is, is, so that's seeing because hearing is like, oh, you hear so many different things. There's always a different voice inside of you. Right, it's your voice. It's, it's, it's up, it's down. It tells you different things. Right, what you listen to, that's your choice. Right, um, but that's the faith because I have faith, and I wouldn't say it comes by hearing. I say it comes by seeing without my eyes, seeing with my soul, seeing with with the part of me that doesn't have eyes. So you say, I mean, the part of you that doesn't have not eyes is is imagination. So if your images is in the nation of your mind, you can create so many different realities. But you, it takes you as an individual to want to bring forth that reality and and create and, and be the creator that you are. One Um, and and I I agree to disagree. However, we still make sense. Mm -hmm. So it's Definitely. just like dealing with life in general. Um, it's really about being proactive and not reactive. And and being and I say that to say. I got off a job and now faith is, this is the work. My work is fathers alive in the hood. Um, you know, just being able to communicate with like-minded brothers, fathers that like just, just yesterday, um, I had a father reach out to me and he asked me advice about his teenage daughter who's, um, smoking weed and, She's hanging with the wrong crowds and he just don't want to go and um, disrupt the whole household in the manner of, of, of being um, over aggressive and not even towards his daughter, but, you know, to the to the to the towards the individuals who's who's giving his daughter the drugs. And it's like he he. Reasoning in an emotional 
situation takes a lot of patience and you have to really be patient with the reason and when you're dealing with something so emotional because emotional it make you you know any given second but when you're doing these things the brother explained i explained to the brother as a father should he has to go get his daughter he has to talk to his daughter and, and, and give her some ultimatums. It's not like, you know, giving, asking a choice. Because honestly, um, I think this generation that's, that's uh, here now came right after our generation. Now, my generation is a little bit different. Um, whatever... Whatever your um, whatever your mom or your dad said, you did. That was it. Ain't no questioning. Ain't I mean, no I mean, but everything changes from generation to generation. That's always going to be. It's always going to be like that. It's always been like that. So the I would say the key is adjusting, right? As the older generation, mm -hmm. right? Um, a brother. Um, I don't remember his name, but a brother used to say something like, uh. Uh, about the relationship between the young and the old, he would say, knowledge is to be updated and wisdom is supposed to be passed down. So the elders are supposed to pass the wisdom down and the young people are supposed to update the knowledge, but a big part of the problem, and it's on both sides, um, but I think the elders have to do a better job of leading the way, right, um, is you receive, you, you allow your knowledge to be updated by the younger people. Oh, Don't, of course. Right? Of um, course. That's, but, but, that's, but, but, it's funny you but, say that, but, but that's go, what's happening right now. Well, I want to go back. Right, I want to go back real quick. So, yeah, yeah. tell me why you, when and why did you start Father's Love in the Hood? I want to stick, I want to I want to go in there because that's, that's the power. Everything you're saying is, 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 is part of it. It's all it, but I want mm -hmm. people to hear, like, why did you start this thing that is so powerful that's impacting so many lives, men and women, young and old, black and white? Right. I've seen it. Um, in the beginning, it was it was a certain event, right, that transpired in South Jamaica, Queens, and 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 before it went mobile, it was social media. We was on Facebook. We had um, you know, a, a Fathers Alive in the Hood group. I created it and. Just started the dialogue. What what does fatherhood mean to you? Because a lot of times, fatherhood. What I've learned is it means so many different things to so so many different men, depending on how they were raised. Um, and it was real interesting. So we, I created a, a YouTube page, and uh, I started to interview a lot of different fathers. What year was this? Um, this was in 2012, 2012, two, yeah, 2011, 2012. But 2012, we actually became uh, an official 501c3 um, in March uh, 29th, no, September 29th, March. Right. Right there. Okay, 501c3 organization, that's a non-for-profit. Um, pretty much under public charities. So doing everything that we do um, is really about getting sponsorship, getting um, getting things. And that's just the, and that was then, right? And and at that particular time, 
sponsorship and all that stuff. All that stuff was just paperwork that needed to be done, right? And and that wasn't really my focus at that particular time in 2012. Um, a young man by the name of Daryl Adams got murdered and and 40 projects and it was on it was on film like you know what i mean and it, and it was going viral millions of views already and uh you remember like we both sat there i do remember and 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 you literally cried about the situation like real real passion about the situation and even to the degree where it was like yo Yo, let's go to his family house, like, right now. Right now. And that we did. In fact, we went up, we went to the house. We spoke to his brother, um, dude. Ten o'clock. And, um, it was, it was definitely, um, an experience. It was, a, it was a, it was an experience that it, it just, it was like, it had to be something else now because, like to, 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 to watch that happen and you get millions of views and you don't say nothing about it. That means you are in agreement. Like you don't, you know what I mean? Like if somebody comes and smack you in your face and they, and they turn around and walk off and you don't say nothing, stop. No, you don't defend yourself. You just stand there with the big old sweat on your face. You agree to that smack. You ain't say nothing. Do nothing. Nah, this is not the situation. Our kid, our youth are valuable. Each and every life is valuable. And if they don't see the value, then that means there is some type of distortion that has taken place that got them in another place. And it's so, and and it was so deep where it, it was like, all right, listen, let's put together a peace walk, a peace walk. Is when we give the, the community notice via flyers, social media, peace walk is happening on this day at this time. And we asking if you care, if you got a voice and you want to and you really want to contribute to 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 positive energy, show up. And it only took people time to come out to, to do a walk from point A to point B and in the time we walk and it's all in unity and the chant was always enough of us killing us to save our children is a must our focus is dealing with as a father's alive in the hood our focus is dealing with uh, brotherhood but brotherhood comes through our five pillars the five pillars that were created within fathers alive in the hood is trust integrity communication transparency and then collaboration i gotta trust that you're integral to communicate with transparency in order for us to collaborate there's levels to dealing with the relationships that i've encountered over the years doing this work we've went through situations where we had to go be security literally at at a, at a funeral mm -hmm. for a young baby that was probably like one or two years old got shot in the stroller because his father was a gangbanger mm. and 
it's like it's so much from from that child to another uh, uh, Keith Ennis and Lloyd Morgan and Lloyd yeah. Morgan to it. Yeah, that's like Lloyd Morgan was a whole nother experience. That was another experience in itself. Just seeing going to the the funeral and and and, and watching the families. Like just to be able to be there and and, and just give them support, cause the dead, the funerals is for the living. It's not for the dead. Powerful. Um. Wow. So. So what was the response like when 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 you first publicly, in the street in person, it was like yo, we are fathers alive in the hood, and this is what we are here to do. Um. And we are all over the city. We're not just in Queens or we're not just in... We're, 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 we're New York City. And we're through social media communicating and, you know, working with others and collaborating on, on certain levels. But New York City, we're everywhere. There's no territory because we are fathers and this is our role. This is the responsibility that we take. Um, what was that public response like initially? It, initially, it was, it was like... It made it seem like it was way more than what we were in numbers. And it gave the it gave the um it gave a it gave a good response honestly it gave a good response because a lot of individuals became more aware of you know the work that we were actually doing in regards to responding in, in regard like and I'm not just talking about responding to um you know black on black murders I'm talking about you know police killing us as well. You know, a situation such as uh, Ramali Graham, young 18-year-old black male gunned down in his own house in the Bronx. Um, I'm, t I'm, I'm talking about, um, oh, man, Kamani Gray. Chantel Davis. Yeah, Chantel Davis. Like, all of these different individuals. And, I mean, like, and, and Kamani Gray, that was one of the biggest ones. Like that was the, one of the biggest you, protests in the city. No, I, I remember. What do you think is the work that fathers, your your organization, and fathers in general need to do to actually, um, ultimately, eliminate that that issue of Maybe. oppression of of terrorism? Because is police brutality is a, a offspring or offshoot or baby of police terrorism. Right. Um, and then the uh, when a young black man, you know, takes the life of another young black man is real is a real life taken. Someone really took it. Right. But that's a, also a byproduct of the bigger of the bigger problem, which is like a self-love, self-awareness. Right. Um, lack of love. Right. Um, lack of the sense of family and camaraderie and brotherhood and sisterhood and mm -hmm. unity, um, which happened through us being captured. Right. And the whole uh uh, I don't like the word slavery. I mean, we, cause we were basically captured, right? But slavery. So, um, what is the work that fathers need to do to um, make to, to to create harmony within our communities? Well, the first thing is definitely um, let's start to show the love that we need to show, you know, to our women. What is that love? That love is um. Everyone's gonna interpret that differently. Right, right, right. So, um, love is. To cherish, to 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 um, to be able to have that conversation, consistent communication, to relate, 
um, to not only, you know, your household, but members in your community as well. Um, being able to uh, constantly um, want to create that relationship, man, that that's going to mean something. Because when you when you form a relationship with a person, the trust is earned, but people got to maintain that trust. And a lot of times um, we are able to identify who is who. Through time, not only through time, but through experience and whatever the situation may have been with the individual that you dealt with, you know, it's always a, it's a lesson learned. It's always a lesson learned. Powerful. Um, no, thank you for sharing all of this stuff, man. This is definitely, um, I mean, I think we can hear it in your voice that you are extremely passionate. Uh, um, not even about, like, not even calling it an issue, but you are passionate about this reality and your role and responsibility and that of... Um, your peers, your fellow fathers and your fellow black men, which is something that I think more of us need to be as passionate about it as you are. Right? I think a lot of us at different times for different reasons, um, are a little bit lackadaisical, right? Um, we'll be like, yo, nah, I just came from my job. I can't, you know, um, I'm going home. I got, you know, I got a wife and daughter. I got to get some rest. I could, and you do that less often than you actually come from a job and do other work. And you've done that since I've known you, and even more so since the inception of Father's Love and Hood, that's what you have done. And so regardless to what anyone can say about you personally, right, whatever disagreement they may have with, you know, you on whatever issue or topic, um, politically, religiously, economically, whatever the case is, one thing I think we all can say who have had eyes and ears and paid attention to what's been going on, particularly in New York, uh, black communities, Right from Brooklyn to Queens, you know, different parts of Queens, Bronx, even Staten Island at different times, um, can say that Father's Love in the Hood is there, um, and that the head of Father's Love in the Hood is a passionate brother. Um, how does that passion that you have as the leader, how do you think that translates to um, those who you work with? Do you think they are as passionate? Would you like to see them more passionate to get more of the work done? I mean, because I, I think we all can do a little bit more. I would, I would just like this is the season right now for me that I'm, I'm just praying for quality, man. Is it was a time I was like, you know, I wanted, I wanted quantity. We, we need more men. We need more manpower, and that was the call, right? And, and I was just getting a whole bunch of brothers, and they was coming, but you know, it, it wasn't their time. It wasn't their time. And whatever the things that was going on in their life, that took precedent as it should. Because, you know, one thing that we have on the back of every sweat hoodie is family first. So, you know, I get that point. And it has been some, you know, situations where life took a turn. I get that. And I'm just at this point where I'm, I'm seeking for quality brothers to be able to build and show commitment just time just showing time 85 percent of our work is time showing up at a certain time at a certain place and being ready and and then and then once we can exhibit that then that's when the unity starts because the most important letter in the word unity is the i as an individual, you have to be responsible for yourself, for your for your actions, yep. 
and everything that you say for, for your energy. Yeah, yeah responsible for your energy, right? A lot of times, <laughs> that. That, you know, a lot of us, um, and I've 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 experienced it too. Where I let the energy of others or the energy of the community, right, um, overtake and make me do something or think in a certain way or behave in a certain way that I may not have even wanted to do. Like I vividly remember again being honest and being true, being a young teenager and sleeping with different women. Not because I personally wanted to, but because that's what we did, right? So um, the, the spirit of the times, you know, definitely, you know, as you were saying, just being aware of men being more aware of their actions mm -hmm. um, and their impact on their family and their community. Right, and that's where the quality comes in at. That's where the quality you comes You know, that's in when at. the quality comes at, when men are, are being, um, you know, real with themselves and just identifying, I, I know I might have some issues, and I'm not perfect. But so, at the same time, you know, just let's move. And when we move, we move in perfection. So can any brother, can any brother volunteer or work with um, Father's Love and Her organization? Yeah, any brother can work with us, but there's different details that they, they might um, be a, might might not be able to, you know, deal with. Depending on um, if they might, if they are violent, a violent felony or things like that, they, they, they might have... Um, a situation. I don't know where 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 violent felons are not. Uh, I'm not even sure where, where does violent felons not go. What do you mean? Like um, because they can come into the schools nowadays. Yeah, to like, yeah, to talk to the kids to speak, but we right. can't go in and work. Yeah, definitely can't work. Like, like, like we can't be contracted, or I mean, we could be independently contracted to go speak at a school, do a workshop, or something like that, but we can't be uh part. Of, we can't be salary. Right. All right. Um but all right, so 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 where is Father's Love Hood now? Like, um or not just where are you now, but where are you now in relationship to where you were then? Right? And and trajectory relationship to where you see yourself going. Like how are you like in a good space? Are you still close to the beginning? Are you talk about that? So, um, yeah, I was basically asking you, where are you, or would you think, would you see your organization, Father's Love in the Hood, now today, in relation to where you were when you started seven years ago, right? Um, seven, seven years ago or plus, a little more, a little less or whatever, in relation to where you want to see yourself going? Well, how close are you to the end goal? Or to one of the big, like, Aha. Because <laughs> I know there's no I mean, end goal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not an end goal to this. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's an end goal, but that's, you know, when I'm no longer here. Um, Brother Kenny, tell me, tell us, what are some of the pros and cons that you've experienced since uh, doing this nonprofit work, doing this nonprofit work as a black man building an organization for black men and black boys? What are some of the pros and cons, pushbacks and... You know, what are some of the things that, you know, that have been easy to do or, you know, less complicated? Talk about that for a little bit. Well, um, certain areas, like, just like finding a location. We'll find these different locations, and I'm going to name some of the locations that we've either been in already or we're currently in. Um, and once we get the location, it's really about forming relationships with the people in the community, like the, the, the youth, the fathers, 
um, and being able to, 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 um, you know, get them to come in, talk, let's, let's, let's build. Um, at the same time, the, the, the pros is once we get the space, we're able to, um, reach out and, um, evaluate some of the necessities that's, 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 that's needed out here. Finding out, you know, what are the, what are some of the people going through? What are some of the problems? With, so we could be able to find out if we're able to provide some of the solutions. Why do you do this work? I think I I believe I do this work out of love, man, out of love. But why? Why the love? Why? Um, because look, I you I can came, choose something else. No, listen, I okay. came, I came, I came, I came from. A place where I used to rob people. I used to. I used to do a lot of different things, yo. And I got locked up. I became a drug counselor at 19. And life, you know, took a turn. And I ended up in different in different situations where I made I can't say it was the wrong decision and I can't say it was the right decision because where I'm at right now is just like I'm at a place of, of, of peace and I and I'm focused on unifying our people so that there's something left behind for the generations that, that are coming. I got two children. I got a 17-year-old son. I got a five-year-old daughter. I got nieces and nephews. I got, I, I can't even, I said nieces and nephews. Let's be specific. I got 12 nieces and nephews. Big family. Yeah, so Big it's family. just like, it's so, a lot of kids, man. So it's just like, if we don't, like, my thing is, it's not only my family, but I want other brothers to, to, to understand the same, the same, the same thought pattern as well. Like, if you are out here and your, your work, no, my fault, you're out here and you got a job and you're working eight hour shifts, is one or two of those hours, whatever you're getting paid, let's say you're getting paid minimum wage. If you're getting $15 an hour, that's $30, right? Two hours out your day can't go towards your family. And I mean in a, an account. And this is full like uh, full, this full life insurance, whatever it is. You put your money into that. Smart. So two hours out your day, you can do the math yourself. But it's like just being able to do that and, and still survive and, cre and create something like something to pass on to the next generation it helps our our people is our the problem is right now when somebody dies everybody starts forming like vultures and they looking to get something but they never put nothing in they never helped they never did anything but now they want something and that's the sad thing about the people and and it's just like this it's just about just changing the mindset while we here let's stack Let's create generational wealth. Let's be able to move in a, in a, in a, in a, in a power that can remind the current powers that be of a Marcus Garvey. 
mindset. Where creating businesses was most prominent. Where the people dollar really meant something. Like it's 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 different, bro. Like when it comes down to this, man, it's it's really about man, this just that oneness, man. That oneness. Moving that oneness. Mm. So wow. So powerful, so powerful, so Where do you see yourself? Where do you see the organization in the next five to ten years? Like, um, I mean, even even before that, what do you do? What are y'all doing right now? Like, what is your day, your day as the CEO and president um, look like? But where the, what 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 are some of the places, some of the things that that you guys are doing? Well, right now, every we have a majority of Far Rockaway. Um, kind of locked in through the Child Center of New York. And we utilize their centers at right now to uh, provide a service of mentorship. We're at a far away. Uh, we are in Redfern Houses every Wednesday from 7.30 to 9.30. And um, we're in Hamels Houses every Thursday from 7.30 to 9.30. And then Friday, we're in Ocean Bay, a.k.a. Edgemere, um, from 7.30 to 9.30 every Friday. And, um, you know, right now, those those are the, the – and then every – now, just to, just to top it up a notch, we also are about to start um, every Tuesday nights at the PAL over on um, Foch and Gaia Brew. Out in South Jamaica, well, Queens and Queens and South Jamaica, Queens. Yeah, it's different when you say far. You'd be like Far Rockaway. Far Rockaway is Queens, but nah, Far Rockaway is Far Rockaway, yo. Y'all can't. This is a different. It's a different vibe. I promise you. Um, and on Tuesdays, is it? It'll be Tuesday nights from seven thirty to to nine. And all of the time is consistent. Because that's the time people even coming off of work, getting on, getting out of school, whatever the case is, they're you know they're doing what they do. Um, and also Thursday nights, while there's a group running in um in Hamels, there'll also be a group running in Forty Projects in South Jamaica houses. So right now it's really about expanding in territory, getting more brothers. And what does that work look like though? Like. Like, like, what are those groups? What are those y'all in these different communities? What's happening? What are y'all doing in these different communities? All right. So, in and in, in, when we get into like, when we get into the first thing we the first thing we got to do is find a good a good food sponsor. You know, I said good food sponsor because the hours where we're doing this, these sessions is usually cutting into dinner time for some some of the people. So it's just like, all right, we want to at least provide them with a hot meal, some good beverages, and, you know, possibly snacks or whatever. So, you know, they could be all right when, they, when it's time to leave. So all they got to do is go home and wash up and prepare for the next day. It was something to think about. Um, a lot of times in these particular groups, we have um, weekly lesson plans that is that are that I usually uh, created, 
or other individuals within the organization when we put our little think tank together we um you know we collaborate on 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 some topics for whatever the the agenda may be for for the week and we write it out and um we come to agreement and we build on it powerful um so who's in these groups well in Every area is different, right? Um, it's teenagers, yeah, it's, 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 it's an inter, intergenerational. Yeah, it's uh, intergenerational. How is that relationship, especially between what's the oldest, if you can remember, what's the oldest uh, gentleman you've had in one of your groups that maybe came consistently for a couple of weeks since since you started, and then what was the youngest? How was that dynamic? The youngest would be eleven. I would say in my Far Rockaway in, in Redfern. Was the oldest? Um, the oldest was, I think he is, the brother is 60, 61. Okay. Da'ul. Okay. And how, how was that dynamic? How do how did the, the men, I guess, middle age, you know, t 20s to 40s, um, how did they respond to the, the elder, 60-year-old, and then how did they respond? With the you know in the leadership role with the eleven year old and the younger brothers the younger twelve thirteen fourteen year olds that you've had, it, how has that dynamic? Uh, it's it's definitely a um is it's a it's a ill it's a ill combination where it takes a lot of patience because you're dealing with you know adolescents literally because you're dealing with someone that's eleven but the eleven year old he moving like he's fifteen because he's that mature and then you have the the 15 year olds who moving like the 18 year olds then you got the 18 year olds who's moving like 13 year olds so it's a different type of dynamic when it comes to the maturity and what happens is eventually the silence become them and when the silence become them they begin to learn because they have the time to listen. And a lot of times, you know, um, after every session, we, we go around and we ask, did you get something out of the group? And if so, what was it? What are you taking away? And, you know, it's always positive feedback all the time. Um, and, and, and these are the things that, you know, um, it, it was definitely, it was valuable. And, you know, just and this to tap in just a little bit more of my history, I'm a Phoenix House graduate. And if you don't know what Phoenix House was um, and I believe in 1997, I would like to say 96, 97, I got locked up in Queensbridge Housing Projects. And um, I was uh, my family was living on 40, 4116 Vernon Boulevard, 1B. I remember, like, you know, it was yesterday. Um, when the police came in, they locked us up and it, and it's, it was more, there's more to the story, but I don't want to overkill. And, um, the situation was I ended up getting, it, it was a four and a half to nine or a 12 to 24 month drug program. I jumped on the drug program because it made more sense. I got a high school diploma out of it. Um, and in the process, there were mandatory groups five groups a day mandatory this is part of their programming and the consistency with strangers i ain't never met before 
it became more of a family situation. And until this day, there are individuals that I know that are in my life that, that we've experienced that same um, modality of thinking. And it is a very, um, it was a beneficial program. And I see at this particular point in time that none of those programs exist no more at all. And if so, it's definitely being underfunded. And as I stated earlier, we about prevention. We're not with Powerful. the, yeah. So Powerful. if you want to prevent. So, no, this is the, this is great stuff. Um, tell me bluntly, what has been the biggest struggle or challenge since doing this work, since since you started doing this work? Oh man, I, I like to say, just dealing with um the the dealing with the immaturity of the youth, right? Dealing with the inconsistency of men, um, dealing with um individuals who act as if this is a competition. How do you deal with that as the, as the, as the head? I mean, I don't deal. I just, I just, I just don't deal with it. That's what do you mean? Do you tell brother they can't come back? No, is no, no. Is it inconsistent? Is, 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 is the youth are being immature and maybe talking to a group and maybe being disrespectful? Or, um, how do you deal with that? Well, it takes, it takes consistency. That's what that, that's first. You, you gotta be consistent. They'll do things to, to see, to test you. Just like they supposed to do. Like this is how life is. You get tested in life. So, you know, after you go through these situations, you have a better understanding of um who they are, and then they also see who you are. Because, you know, we all we have this old saying, real recognize real. Mm -hmm. Our youth see through glass people. Cause they are they they're not too far from their innocent. They they haven't went deep in the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. As a lot of adults already did, so you know they got they, they still got some light left. Okay, um, where is Father of Love in the Hood in five years? Five years, we should be ten a, years, twenty years. Well, five years, definitely, we should be in at least. I would like to say sixteen out of these sixteen states, seventeen states of that. Where's your headquarters? Headquarters? Oh, man, that's the beautiful thing. In a hood near you. Um, literally, like, to, 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 to be able to establish um, the community centers as a location of meetings, to be able to um, communicate is definitely uh, a, a prime way of keeping things cost efficient. So therefore, headquarters at this point is is not is not gotten. But we have some we have some. Um, no, I'm asking, where's the headquarters in five years? Oh, five years. Where's the in five years? Where's your headquarters? You you in sixteen states, sixteen cities doing work. Where's the headquarters? Where's the 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 main office? The well, city or borough? Pick it, claim it. Honestly, let's get it. <laughs> where's the headquarters? How many stories is it? What does it look like? Right. Right, maybe that's for you to think right, personally. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't want it because I want. Once I say it, then I know how how powerful it is to say it. Right, 
Well, I wanna, I wanna just write it. Yeah, I probably write it more. Keep it to yourself. And, and not only that, I wanna do the, I wanna do the studies, right? And then when I say study, like, how much space do you need? Like, like do you need like how a, high does it gotta be yeah. above land? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I need well, to be in the mountains. What kind of water are y'all serving? <laughs> Stuff like that, alkaline, baby right? boy. Like, like because. <laughs> Um, something you said in the beginning, which is very important, and you didn't say it this way, but this is what I took from it, is that if you pull up a brother's mind, if you pull up his spirit, then he will pull up his life. Fact. So do the inner work first. Mm -hmm. Whatever you call that inner spirit, that inner work, do that work. Get closer to yourself, get closer to God. Um, that's what I took from it. Right? So do you, what? give us some words of encouragement and uh, words of inspiration for any uh, other black men who maybe want to do this work, this this nonprofit work um, that that you're doing, working with other brothers, or just the nonprofit work in general. What is some you know uh, advice? Um, some tips. Definitely keep your fire burning. Keep your fire burning. That's something my own one of the brothers, um, priceless. He always hashtag keep the fire burning like. And, and I understand it. And yeah, and I definitely understand it. Because you could let the fire die out. That's a fact. And not only die out, man, you know, um, being a visionary of anything that you do, you have to understand that once you are mature in your vision and, and it's really coming into fruition, your fire can't die out. Because hmm. if your fire die out, what's going to happen to everything that, that was created? It's going to run itself. It's going to then eventually it's going to be another vision. So, you know, and that vision is usually division. So division means we already divided. So if we divided, then I mean, I ain't no longer part of it. So, you know, don't be, um, don't phase yourself out of your own dream, out of your own, your own plan. Um, because you didn't want to be consistent in, 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 in doing what you needed to do because you was too busy doing what you wanted to do. Mm. Well, um, real quick, one minute, two minute tops. Tell me how important, right, going back to the inner work, how important is uh, yoga and meditation? Um, how important is that specifically to the black men now, today, in the hoods of America, in the urban communities, in the project, in the housing developments, how important is it I think, that we get into yoga um, and, and meditation and taking that time to yourself in the park and in the sunlight? And how important is all of that? How does that contribute bro, it, to it, it contributes the success to, to of oneness. the black man and family and community? It, it definitely contributes to the oneness, and the oneness is just being at being at one with your with yourself, right? When you being at one with yourself. You being that one with everything else that surrounds you, you're able to pick up on um, emotions. You're, you're able to, you know, see things. Is that pipe yard Joe? <laughs> That's pipe yard Joe. Wow, I need to get a video with that man. I promise you. Why? He's just he's, he's just man. He's a he's an icon, man. An icon. Why? That this man, since I was a young boy. He's been homeless he by choice. Is it choice? That's his choice. Because there's so that? many different opportunities um, out here for him to be able to um, take advantage of. But his choice, he's happy. Have you asked him? Have I asked him? Yeah. 
think I did have a conversation. He said he chooses to be homeless. He chooses to not have a place to live. He, this is his did life. He, did he say that? Did he say that? Did he say, "Yo, I'm happy being no, he homeless"? He said, "This is his life." Yeah, this is my life. Like this is my life. Sometimes that's he, what you claim. I, I listen. I understand. It's a deeper. It's a deeper conversation than that. <laughs> However, that's the work. Yeah, and that's the work, and that and that's where it comes in. That you know, with the consistency. With the finding out, talking, because to, for somebody to, to, to put that man right now through a rehab and have him pop up out of somewhere, like, it'll blow their mind. He might be a billionaire walking, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but anyway. But who knows? <laughs> and that's actually one of the, um, so I'm a, you know, if you know me, uh, your host, Sugar Ray, um, I'm a writer. One of the scripts that I've uh, started writing a couple of weeks ago, um, show script. It is about like less fortunate. Like, what does it mean to be less fortunate, right? Because we see a person who may not have a quote unquote steady home, mm-hmm. right, or a house or shelter as we call it, um, and we think, oh, they're less fortunate, right? Or they may have dirty clothes and maybe they didn't wash as often as maybe they should, or you would like them to, right? So we say, oh, they're less fortunate. Um, but then there are some of those people who are more brilliant, more intelligent, right? Some of those people are actually healthier than you. So who's really less fortunate? Some of those people live longer. You, as you said, pipe y'all been around homeless since you've been a child. <laughs> yeah, you know how many people died in not even half his age. <laughs> right. Natural causes too. Yeah. Diabetes, cancer. They didn't. Not that they were shot right. and killed. Died like. Right. They died, and so who's less fortunate? Right. And so. Um, and it goes, and it, and that just goes. So back I would to, say I would challenge you, and I would challenge myself right here on this interview is to actually have a conversation with pipe y'all. I have a conversation. You know, uh-huh. all right. Where you from? Like, <laughs> right. like little like, where are you from? We, like, how'd you get that's, here? That's that's what we're gonna do. But however, right. But um, again, back to the importance of meditation. Like you said, yes, real it's quick. important. It's just important for brothers to be able to not just look and focus on. There's different sorts sorts of yoga, right? And yoga is 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 is, is very um is different by the the poses and. There's different things that people. Yo, man, Kenny Carter, I just want to say uh, this has been definitely um, one of the most powerful interviews so far. Um, And I know that it will remain one of the most powerful interviews on this podcast until eternity. Um, So thank you for sharing your energy, man, your time, your wisdom, your passion. Um, I think throughout this whole thing that, I mean, what I got mostly, you know, knowledge and, you know, inspiration was, I mean, I just felt passion. I just felt pure passion from you. So um, thank you, man, for, again, coming out and for agreeing to do this, man. Peace and much love. Peace, bro.